0: Hey, are you looking to buy a new car? Are you stuck in a high-rate loan and looking to refinance? Well, UK Federal Credit Union can help. Right now, UK Federal Credit Union has auto loan rates as low as 3.24% APR. You can apply for an auto loan online at ukfcu.org or in person at the dealership. You can get your dream car today. It's UK Federal Credit Union, banking
1: only better. Annual percentage rate. Member qualifications apply. Rates subject to credit approval and subject to change. For full disclosures and cost details, call 800-234-8528. Federally insured by NCU. He's going to the house. Charles Walker, 10, 5, touchdown Kentucky. I wonder how y'all go. Y'all go miss what hell of a game. Focus oh, up. It's loose. Get it on the
0: way. Plenty government away
2: it's football time in the blue grass you're listening to the ksr football podcast welcome into the ksr football podcast presented by uk federal credit union check out one of their six locations around lexington Uh, uk federal credit union is fueling the ksr football podcast where today uh i'm not going to be as fun as last week. I'm Nick Roush. He's Drew Franco and that's Charles Walker and Freddie Maggard. And, uh, if you all listened to the depth chart podcast, uh, Freddie could smell this stinkeroo coming a mile away. And I just, I wish you were wrong, Freddie. I hate that you were right.
0: Yeah, me too. I didn't want to be right about it either. Um, uh, but you know, it, it was pretty evident early on. Uh, you could just look in the eyes, you know, and it was just different. And, um, uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. There was a lot of relief syndrome after beating Tennessee, like Kentucky did. And but I never thought that I would see a, a performance like I saw on Saturday. That yeah, you know, eight first downs, thirty six plays, one hundred and what forty five total yards. Something like uh, that, man. Yeah, <clears throat> that was that was a tough day. I do think I mean, take away third and fourth down, the Kentucky defense played good enough to win. It was giving up twenty points a game. Gave up twenty to Missouri, so I meant, you know, but then Drink your guy, Nick, Ugh. you could you can call a different game, like he did later on in the in the contest, when you know that the opposing offense is not going to do anything, you you call for four down everywhere is a four down right. territory, and you call the game differently. And he did that, and you have to give Missouri credit, they earned the win. And
2: the Stoops even said today, I could kind of sense it on Thursday when he spoke with the media because he was in a extra uh, kind of ornery mood and it wasn't just because he was having to talk to us on a Thursday again. But you, you could just tell he thought something was up. And, Chuck, he thought something was up so much that he even changed up the pregame routine on Saturday to try to fire him up. And not even that could could get Kentucky to come out ready to play at Ferret Field.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think – they're central time. So a noon game is one. So four games, three, I, I don't know. I just think, well, uh, like you weren't ready to play. And I don't know, I would have loved to have been in the locker room all week. Um, you can call it a trap game, I guess. You know, you have a big win against your rival, and then you have a Georgia team coming in two weeks and you're maybe thinking about that. Um, I don't know. I it, 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 I think it's the coaches job to get them hyped and if they're not hyped something's going on i don't
2: know yeah well and something certainly was going on and it wasn't good drew like it was just uh, weren't we past these kind of stinker like this was i mean it was bad it was about mm. as bad as you could get
1: yeah and i never said this out loud last week but a part of me felt it on the inside that kentucky still isn't very good they've just been very blessed with some huge plays by the defense to kind of pad the scoreboard a little bit when there's been some concerns offensively all year long. And when, when you go to Mizzou and you lose the turnover battle, that's when you, when you really get beat. And I mean, they just look bad in every aspect of the game. You can call it a trap game. You can say there's plenty of weaknesses across the board, but it was just an ugly showing all the way around. The, the thing
2: that I like, you're right. The, the turnover well was going to eventually run dry. There's no doubt about it. But I thought that the offense in the second half at Tennessee at least showed us, okay, here's how you're successful. You 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 give Chris Rodriguez the ball. Uh, you let him be your main back. Uh, maybe you, you let A.J. Rose get a few chunk plays in there, and then you, you throw at the run blitzes. You don't have to throw it a lot, but move the ball on the ground and just complete a couple of passes just to open up the defense enough to run the ball. And that felt like the recipe for success. And then Eddie Graham was just like, What's receive the kick and throw it three times right at the gate. I don't I Drew, I can't even remember a time where Kentucky openly chose to receive the ball and it going well. I mean, really off the top of my head, just the Steven Johnson game and that they didn't even get the ball first then. It just he loved that shit right away, you know.
1: I actually just watched the game again today. I always watch it twice. I watched it on Monday while I'm working and I thought about skipping it today, but no, I did it. Uh, I wish someone had come turn my power off. <laughs> well, going back to that first play of the game and I agree they should have kicked I, I don't like anything that happened there but Terry really underthrew Keaton Upshaw on that first play of the game and that was so close to working I'm not pulling it if it would have worked you would have liked it mm-hmm. but, uh just as bad as a play call it was that was a big Terry problem too you know I'm a Terry guy but that that had a little potential and horribly underthrown
2: it checked to you could just see Terry's confidence when he when he struggles early man like there's there's no pulling him out of it.
3: Well, why don't we set him up for success then and have some easy passes early?
0: <laughs> Maybe. think <I mean,
3: laughs> of the screenplay. I mean, I, we've had Jeff Bidette on our team and we ran it like three times in that year. He's the fastest guy I've ever seen on a football field. And now we don't have that speed receiver guy or at least as fast as Jeff and we've called it. 30 times in the first five games um I don't know I'm getting kind of sick of seeing that one I mean it works well but it's like all right Alan Daly caught one of them a couple of weeks ago I'm going why why are we even throwing a screen to him huh?
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it um it was frustrating in in Freddie they didn't even go to to Rodriguez either like, we were kind of bashing our heads against the wall, like, give the ball to Rodriguez, and he gets a drive starter for 17 yards. And, it, of course, that one play sets up. They, they get a first down in the following play, and then a few plays later, they hit on a, a shot to Jeff – or not Jeff Bidette. You got Jeff Bidette in my head now. By the way, I think he's on the Washington football team now. He played, is, his, first.
1: played his first game. Yeah, so
2: mm-hmm. shout out Jeff Bidette. Um, but they they finally did get that touchdown to Josh O'Leary, and Freddie was like – where? Why did we stop going to Chris Rodriguez? And, of course, that, that felt like a a thing I was asking all too often on Saturday.
0: Those pterodactyls are flying around me again if you can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so, if I get scooped up, that's what happened. Um, let me put it this way. Chris Rodriguez had four carries in the first half for 17 yards. Three players from Missouri, Roundtree, uh, Beatty, and – Basilac had more carries on the day than Chris Rodriguez did. Uh, that, that's not exactly uh, your, your recipe for success there, Nick. Um, I don't know. I, I can't answer that, to be quite honest with you. I really can't. Because uh, it has to
2: be something that, like, we don't know about because it's it's pretty obvious. And I don't know where we talked – I think we talked about it, Freddie. Like, you don't give up on A.J. Rose because he'll, he'll get you 30-yard runs every once in a while. Well, you don't make him your go-to guy. And on the drive, Eli Drinkowitz, for as good of a game he called, he really shoved his foot into his mouth. He goes 21 plays to start the third quarter. But Kentucky stopped him. They got yeah. zero points on that 10-minute drive. You know, defense gets a stop, a huge stop on fourth down, and you're still only down one score. But what does UK do? They don't just feed their workhorse, and it's a three and out, and you're basically just giving your a middle finger to the defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, there's a couple things that I thought could have actually gotten Kentucky excited again after a, a a a lackluster performance. One was the defensive stop. I thought that could have ignited something, and then with the uh, Ruffalo 50-yarder, I thought that that could have got the team going, but it just didn't. Especially on offense, and then fourth and third and fourth down. Missouri goes 10 for 20 on third down. First of all, 21st down or third down, you know you're in trouble when another team has 30 or 20 third downs. And then go 50% there, then go four out of five on fourth down. I'm at 36th place. I mean, if you're doing that, you can't win. You can't expect to win. Uh, and no part of Kentucky uh, did what it – you know, I, I was I was like you, Nick. I was expecting the second half of Tennessee and, and didn't see it
2: what uh what do we think the worst stat is from this game drew there's a lot of really bad ones do you have one in particular that's your favorite bad set
0: oh
1: my goodness you can do a whole show just on bad stats i i think the time of possession is pretty unbelievable <laughs> i mean i felt like did kentucky even have the ball at all i remember a few plays but what, what, what it ended up being it was almost three entire quarters of kentucky's defense was on the field
2: uh three entire quarters would be 45 minutes, and Missouri had it for 43 minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah,
1: I hmm. mean that, there, there's plenty of bad stats, but that's that's one that's high on the list for me.
2: Larry Browntree had more carries than Kentucky had plays.
0: I got one. I got one for you, Nick. Okay. The Kentucky quarterbacks accounted for 36% of all carries on Saturday. But they accounted for only 4% of the yards gained.
2: I mean, and that, even if you I mean, take away their, like, Terry think running about out that. of bounds, just their touches in general just bother me. Because, like, here's the thing. We kind of knew going into the season, the coaching staff sold us that Terry was going to take us to new heights. And we learned pretty quickly that that's not the case. He's a good game manager. Uh, he, he can move the offense up and down the field. If – things are going well if Kentucky can effectively run the ball. But the the workhorses are the running backs. And the quarterbacks got – let's count real quickly here. They had eight eight rushes and 13 passes. So they had 21 of those plays. The running backs only had 14. Like, that's just – I – did we not see this? <laughs> like the your your best offensive weapons are not your quarterbacks because part of it they've got to throw it to your receivers and your receivers are Josh Ali and a bunch of guys. I don't
1: I don't know a lot about football and I don't even try most times, but I feel like I've been saying for 3 or 4 weeks since the Auburn game, I'm tired of watching anyone but Chris Rodriguez touch the football. And what do you have eight carries? I mean, this None, is weeks yeah. This is weeks of the same complaint. Weeks of it. Uh, it's, just keep playing the, this podcast <laughs> over and over. It's the same thing. If you, if you don't want to hear last week's, the last week's is the same. Give Chris Rodriguez the ball. I don't understand.
2: And I don't – like, I can't even point to – somebody who was like, well, maybe he's not good at Blitz pickup. It's like, well, then put A.J. Rosen for third down. Like, it's fine. Can you just play somebody else for the Blitz pickup? Like, wow. Chris Rodriguez, 24, is your workhorse. And – Chuck, they never had any problem doing that with Benny. I know he's – Chris Rodriguez is not Benny Snell, but this isn't
3: like – it's not like the coaches are uncomfortable just feeding one dude. I know, and I I, I think it goes back to there's got to be that unspoken something that's stopping the coaches from doing it. Or we're all idiots. I don't know. <laughs> that, that's true,
1: but we're not so much of an idiot we can't see Chris Rod- Rodriguez needs the ball. I agree.
2: So, uh, I got a trivia question for y'all. Y'all want? Y'all want to play a little trivia?
0: Yeah, why not?
2: Okay. How many four-star wide receivers has Kentucky signed since Mark Stoops got to UK?
0: Dorian Baker. Uh, I
2: don't think he would, uh, yeah, th- these are composites, so they're a little bit more restrictive.
1: Oh, so, so like, like, uh, like a Blake Bone won't count. do he yeah. high in one, but low on the other.
2: Yeah, limbo yeah. Bowden. Lim Bowden. He's the obvious number one.
3: Thad Snodgrass.
2: Fatty <laughs> Snodgrass is, is number two.
1: <laughs> is
3: is Donut one?
2: Yes, Donut is one. He's the most recent. He's the
1: fifth. Who Who finally cracked the depth chart? I'm sure we'll get to that later. But uh, big Donut <laughs> the, news.
2: The The fourth played basketball for two years before coming to uk so i don't even know if you could take a c- wagner count a mod wagner in the fifth like thaddeus nagras never played a down for uk Javante richardson so yeah. uh there's obviously a talent problem at receiver because i i think when you look just in general joey gatewood comes in the game and Drew, I know we hear it more than anybody, but like Joey Gatewood just didn't wave a magic wand and and save the offense.
1: No, Terry has plenty of problems. I know I'm known as the most vocal team Terry guy. I'm not acting like Terry's been great or even that he's been very good, but there's a reason Gatewood has been on the bench. I mean – we, we criticize the coaches for decision-making, but they've seen these practices for months. I think they have a pretty good idea if Joey Gatewood could just come in and save the game, they would have already put him out there. He comes in, looks about like Terry, to be honest, just further proving it's an overall offense problem than the QB.
2: And, and the thing that I – the thing that nobody in the room wants to, to say out loud to is it's not like this is a, a new offensive coordinator who's – well, he's just got to work with the weapons in the hand he's been dealt and the weapons he's got. No, this is this is his fifth year of recruiting guys. And the only one of his guys, especially those SoFlo kids, has worked out is Josh Ali. And he's a fine receiver, but he, he can't do it on his own. And you're kind of seeing how recruiting has really just wreaked havoc on that room. And, Charles, I'm at the point, too, where I'm kind of worried, like, oh, gosh. It, Hope this doesn't scare away any other guys because there's some really talented receivers in this upcoming class and um, some talented recruits in the, in the class behind them that you got to be able to hit on or else you're just going to be bashing your head against this wall year after year after year.
3: Yeah, I think the the selling point there is, one, um, I guess you know, I'll call it early playing time, uh, You know, being able to tell the guy, hey, we don't have that many studs right now. You could be a stud. Uh, to what this will be our f- next year? We'll have the same coach in the receivers room. I mean, we've had four different receiver coaches in five years, six years.
2: Yeah, it's uh three in the last or
3: three Lamar. in the last
2: four years. Um, yeah. Just from Ollie, they went from Lamar to Smith to Bonite. So
3: yeah, so I, th- I mean, I think that has something to do with it too. Either you know, coaching styles. Three different coaches. I'm sure they all had different styles. The recruiting trail, and again, I I mean, when you're going into a five-star recruit that plays receiver, and he's got offers from all the Big Twelve that just throw the ball every Mm -hmm. down, major SECs that say, "Hey, we throw the ball for 400 yards a game," and then you look at Kentucky, and in the past we've, yeah, and again, last year we had to run the ball because we didn't have a quarterback. Right. Uh, I think the the only sell you have is to come change it play um, right
2: away <laughs> I don't
3: know if that's the best sell
2: well and that's I think I don't think they sold that entirely to this class but like hey uh Mike Drennan just play him Isaiah Cummings just play him uh they're at least in the depth chart this week Drew but like you can't even sell immediate playing time if you have some guys and you're not playing them immediately
1: yeah and there's two big fish out there in fact they're like in my backyard right now practicing at douglas yeah kentucky needs to have in kentucky uniforms for the next four years and i get the immediate playing time but i just need some kind of evidence that you can throw me the ball uh you can they can look at it like well look there's so many opportunities but also need to know that it's at least going to be thrown to me a little bit and Mm -hmm. It's it's a huge concern in recruiting right now. And it's kinda at the worst time when you have these two stars in Lexington that you're both trying to that you're trying to get both of them on campus.
2: Yeah, and and Freddie, there's been some really talented guys over the last few years from the state that have gone on to have success elsewhere. Uh, the big one being Wandale and that thirty five ass whooping they took to uh, <laughs> Ohio State on Saturday. That team, they stink. There's they're just not good at football. Um, well, I
0: mean Ohio State's Nebraska's new rival, don't you remember?
2: <laughs> yeah. What a rivalry they've got. But the ones yeah. that really hurt though, the kid Danny Davis at Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin's no different than Kentucky offensively. They're even more like we're just gonna run, run, run. And he's been a four year starter. He caught three touchdowns in the Orange Bowl as a true freshman. And on Friday night, he had a fifty three yard touchdown pass. Like that kid needs to be in a Kentucky uniform. It's from Ohio, you got to get that kid. Devontae Lee is playing linebacker for lsu right now he's like a second string linebacker like that stuff just it hurts when right now you don't have guys that you can rely to catch passes your passing offense is struggling isn't even the right word i I was looking at it freddie vanderbilt's averaging 20 more passing yards a game in kentucky right now like it's just the passing game is completely broken and i think the blame starts at the top with grain and henshaw um but I don't know what you do to fix it other than today. Stoops kind of alluded to it, well, we're just going to run the damn ball. If we can't throw it, then we've got to run it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I agree with Mark Stoops in that, in that account. Um, but back to the recruiting thing, I mean, yeah, you know, rec- receivers, no no offense, Chuck, tend to be overly confident with themselves. Um, and, and, and I would think, you know, I would see a potential, but I'd like to see Bo Allen. You know, most likely the quarterback's going to be throwing to him in the future, uh, but you know, you, you, you that is a tricky situation. When do you play Bo Allen? Do you throw him in here against these uh, athletes from Georgia? I mean, that, that would be a tough thing for him. It's almost like Tim Couch when he went to Florida. You know, that, that's a tough first start or mm-hmm. first, not start, but action. So, you know, I'd like to I'd like to see Bo Allen just give him a chance, see what he could do. Well, and.
2: We learned today all that we've kind of been dodging around it, but at at the press conference today, uh, Mark Stoops, it's open competition. The depth chart uh, has been revealed, and it's Terry Wilson or Joey Gatewood. Uh, Bo Allen is also in the mix for this competition. Stoops said, really, that just letting three guys can be tough, but don't worry. It'll just be two getting rips at today's practice, which isn't like full padded or anything. It's a little bit lighter than normal, but Terry Wilson's got a minor injury, so he's not practicing. So you've got Joey Gatewood and Bo Allen right now preparing. And when I look at this, Drew, I I, I remember early in the season, somebody saying, it's time to pull Terry Wilson, play for the future. And if you were going to be taking Terry Wilson out, things were not going well for your program. Well, right now, you're in the middle of a quarterback competition before you play the best defense in the SEC. It really couldn't be the worst time to do it, but that's how bad the quarterback play in the passing game have been as of late.
1: Yeah, from what I've seen, I don't know if there's a better defense in the country than Georgia. So there's not a worse time to be going with an or in your quarterback room. And the way they used them in Missouri, at least best I could tell, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of method to what was going on. It was just, okay, now you go try. Uh, the, the couple times they went to Gatewood. So now, if you, I mean, it's Georgia. Nothing. It's, it's unlikely that anything's going to work. So they're just going to keep rotating them at Georgia? I mean, I, I don't expect either to look good at Georgia. What are we really going to learn?
0: Nick, George's Georgia's linebackers, their top five to six linebackers, have 31 combined quarterback hurries. Oh, my God. 31.
2: Well, Freddie, you know, he, you don't get quarterback hurries. You don't throw the football.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, in, and game. A, <laughs> in a perfect world, I would love to see Terry Wilson come back and play well because I'm really fond of the kid. And, and I don't, there's no way we can lay all this on Terry. The passing game is an 11 personnel. Uh, issue. I mean, it's all 11 players. It, it's, I mean, there's so much to it. You know, like coach Stoops said today, one was a protection. One was, nobody was open. One was a bad read by the quarterback. I mean, it just, it's a, it's a total process and I think it needs to be looked at that way instead of just laying this on Terry or, or whoever.
2: No, I, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it, and I, I don't think it was, cause I, I'm kind of a drew like switching up quarterbacks you would just kind of hope it provided a spark. And uh, so I don't blame him for making that move in the game. It didn't give that spark. I mean, Joey looks good running the football, but when he got, uh, I think it was his second series, they they run the quarterback read option first two plays and made the wrong read both times. And then you got a third and long, and they just couldn't really get going. So uh, yeah, uh, it's, there's no easy answer. And, I'm with you, Freddie. I think Bo is the long-term option, especially from, like if you just want to he, – he's the best passer of the three of them. But, I mean, you don't want to ruin him before he gets started, you know? like
0: uh, you, you got a lot of protection issues because, it was, you know, with 31 quarterback hurries off of five linebackers or six linebackers that Georgia would play, that tells me one thing. They blitzed the crap out of their linebackers. And that's a, you know, that's a quarterback's responsibility to pick up four a week or pick up the unblockable uh, linebacker on a blitz and make a read call on that. So, I mean, that would be a tough stretch for Bo to have. So I, I would really hope that experience and Terry comes back and plays good against Georgia.
2: Chuck, you've been in – you've been catching passes from quarterbacks during quarterback competitions. I know this isn't necessarily like preseason – where it's all that, that we're hounding y'all about every day in the post practice interviews and everything. But just like, is there what, what's the vibe like in a locker room when there is uncertainty at quarterback and your guys taking sides or how I'm just I'm I'm curious the dynamic, especially from a wide receiver while quarterback competition's ongoing.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean there's definitely guys that I, I don't I wouldn't call it taking sides, but there's definitely guys that like catching a ball from someone versus another guy um, and a big thing about it is okay so let's and i don't and i don't know if this is the case at all but let's say that qb1 is a greater leader than qb2 but maybe not the best passer or best runner so as in quarterback 1 has better football skills quarterback 2 is a better leader which one do you go with the guy that can, you know, build the team up or the guy that maybe isn't very vocal and is the better player. I don't know if we're experiencing that. Um, and I guess I'm really going off of going off of your question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say that, yeah, there's definitely guys that like to catch a ball from someone versus another guy. Um, Cause people have better spirals than certain people, people trust it's about building that trust with your quarterback. As Freddie knows, I'm sure. When it was third and ten, he knew he was going to kind of before the play. And you know, taking that shot, putting it on his head, you got to be able to trust your receivers. And when I was there, we wanted to say, Well, we want to catch the ball, we want we want balls thrown to us. And then Saturday we'd have, you know, eight drops. It's like, all right, (laughs) from a coaching standpoint, (laughs) you keep telling us to throw you the ball, but then you keep dropping it. So y'all did
0: drop the ball a lot, Chuck. Yeah.
3: I know. Trust me. I'm I was well aware.
2: Well, and you, but you didn't know, I'm sure that drove you nuts. Like just catch I mean, the if, damn ball.
3: Yeah. And of you just, when we have these plays that are the third and seven and plus and Terry throws a good ball and you got one of your stud receivers and he drops it and you're trying to gain momentum. Like we were in Missouri. I remember, you know, Ali had a drop where, t- I mean, technically it was a little behind him, but it, you know, mm-hmm. what, right here versus right there. And it's, Dude, when we're struggling, we got to count on you if you're going to be the guy. Then he had that nice touchdown catch, which was a great pass by Terry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just you can't, it's SEC football, you can't make those mistakes if you want to win. That's pretty, it's, it's really that simple. If we would have played like that against, yeah, I don't know, UT Martin, we would have scraped out a win. People have been pissed, but hey, it's another win. And we're three and two, not two and three, but it's right. SEC football team, no matter who it is. You're going to get beat or at least have the opportunity to get beat.
2: Ooh, I have one more dumb question. Um, oh, yeah, it's, um, it's going to be real dumb, Freddie. I know you're worried about it. it can you, can you cat, can you coach hands?
3: Hands? Oh, no. Oh, I mean, I don't know. That's, um,
2: because I don't know if it's like a mental thing, like if it's just like, uh, You know, you miss a free throw and then all of a sudden you you start losing your confidence. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't don't get it. I feel like it's just playing catch.
3: One, one big thing that you can look at when I'm not really even, whether it's a young guy or an older guy, if they're always jumping when they catch the ball and they don't, that's like a big sign of one, you're either don't trust yourself or two, you just don't have hands. So I'd start looking at that um you know going across the middle on a slant and the ball is right at your chest and someone's jumping for it it's usually a sign of uh Uh, (laughs) uh-oh but I think you can work on your hands and Freddie you might disagree with me but I think you're kind of either born with them or not some people have brick hands some people don't
0: yeah I mean you can work on there yeah I think it's a natural gift um you can do things to work on them, and you know all the drills and all that good stuff, Charles. I mean, it it helps, but you either got it or you don't, to be quite honest with you. Can you um, do those cool little things? Because I'm I mean, thing. catching them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can. I mean, you, you can do a lot. Going back to the quarterback competition, yeah, because, you know, quarterback one and quarterback two both have a, a group of friends, and, and it's not a division, I don't think, in the locker room. It's just that's who you hang out with. And obviously your friends want to see you do good, but you know, you want a strong team that wants his team to do good first, no matter what. A lot of it's got to do with the quarterback and how he takes it. If he wins the job or gets, does not win the job. Uh, I won the job a couple of times and, and then I was demoted to fourth team as a senior and Pookie Jones got put in and, and, you know, I went over and ran a scout team as a senior, you know, after starting for a couple of years. So, it's really how that player takes it and, and and his attitude after the decision you know i don't know if this is a true competition or it's just an or i don't know yeah uh, Fritz is like it would be to interesting out to, see to see how, how that works do. out yeah yeah
2: i'm curious yeah, so would, freddie how, 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 how did you out. handle it because i would have been pissed
0: i was mad but i, I kept that to myself um you know, I, I did, and, and, you know, they asked me to run a scout team and a few times when we played teams that threw, like Florida and, and others, and I just did my best there. But, you know, it, it was it was a long season, to be quite honest with you, but I, I tried to stay in it and help the guys that were playing Pookie and, and Ryan Hockman and those guys. And, uh, you know, Pookie's one of my best friends to this day. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, actually – I love the guy, but, yeah, I, I just wanted to support him because it was his turn, and I knew he was better than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was man enough to admit to myself that he was better than me in, in, in all areas of playing quarterback, and he deserved to play.
2: Yeah, and I I don't – I can't tell how much of this is just trying to, to wake up Terry because, Drew, the last time we dealt with this, it was also at Missouri, and Terry woke the hell up uh, once they did put in those other guys. Uh, so maybe that's, this will be the case. And as we said earlier, I think any quarterbacks going to struggle regardless, uh, against this Georgia team. So I, I don't, I, I don't know what the future holds. Do you have any, uh, like, what do you think is most likely is going to happen out of all of this?
1: Uh, long-term or just cause just Saturday, I think they're going to get smashed.
2: Right. We um, can all agree on that. But like yeah. for the end of the season, how, how do we kind of see this, this unfolding? Because they're going to have a bye week after this, and you'll at least have two weeks to get your head out of your butt and regroup.
1: This goes back to I wish we had Vandy right now because I I believe there's a good chance Terry could come out and light Vandy up and we say, man, that was just a bad game. Missouri and confidence behind him again and could turn things around. But it's just going to be so ugly against Georgia, I'm afraid. I think we're going to see this back and forth for a while. I I just don't know that Gatewood's going to come in and wow anyone, and I'm starting to lose faith in that Terry's actually over that hump, like we heard a lot about in camp and coming into this year, because he's still making some wrong decisions and uh, making some bad throws. Yeah. But long long story short, there I think we're just just beginning this this conversation.
2: <laughs> I, I think you're right too, because you know if they're going to go to this kind of run running mentality gatewood he could probably handle the beating a little bit better than terry uh a little bit more physical of a runner so maybe that's kind of what you see on saturday just to kind of uh get through the the roughest of the storms before the bye week but either way uh, losing at missouri not great for your long term kind of ten thousand foot view of the season um even though it was a one score game for most of the time uh but the defense struggled to get off the field, it, even though they didn't give up a bunch of big plays. The defense struggled to get off the field, uh, and the offense just just couldn't move the ball uh, really at all. So, huh, I mean, at least they beat Tennessee.
1: Yeah, there was positives, right? Maybe. No, my boy Bully made a few plays. And, yeah, you know, filling That's in for nice. Bohanna, Bully was in there mixing it up pretty good.
0: So, uh, Yusuf Corker had 18 tackles, two tackles for loss and a sack. I thought eight, he played his best game. He had 18 <laughs> tackles? I didn't even realize that. He had 16 solo tackles, Nick Roush.
2: Oh, man, you know who didn't play well, though, who had been to those, those outside linebackers?
3: Well, good when your safety has 16 solo tackles.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's is, is not good about you. Because there were so many times where – whether it be Weaver, Wright, or, or Watson, were kind of on the edge, and they got a they got a chance to make a play at the line of scrimmage, or like a tag for a loss, and then Roundtree would turn it into like four yard game. And it's just like, oh, those yards are so aggravating, and those are the kind of yards you want Rodriguez to be in for because he's really good at getting them. And, and then yeah. the
0: the cornerback blitzes that missed. Oh
2: God, so close. The one whiff that Boss Man had, man. That guy, he is a knack for just being in the middle of all of the most, like, what the hell kind of
1: plays. Good you or bad, that? boss man fat is going to be there. I mean, he <laughs> he messed up on a couple third downs. He whiffed on that sack. There's the picture of him on the sidelines surrounded by Mizzou. But if, if, if something's going down, he's going to be in on it, positive or negative.
0: Where where were the teammates at when that happened? I heard Matt on the show today discussing that. I I agree with his opinion there. When yeah. when when he was on the sideline, surrounded by Missouri players and coach, there was one coach going crazy. Uh, First they off, got thrown to the ground. And, you know,
2: how how the hell is that not a penalty, Freddie? Like, I don't know.
0: I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> that coach. Did you see that? The, the, the uh, I guess, somebody on the staff. I don't know if it's a coach or not just going ballistic. And then everything else. But I mean. You know, I we played Florida, and we ran a freeze play. And that was uh, right after I separated my sh- my throwing shoulder. So I took the snap. Florida jumped. I took the snap, took a knee, and the Florida defensive end came full go and hit me right in my right shoulder, knocked me down, took me out of the game. One one teammate came forward, Terry Samuels from Louisville Mail, ended up playing for the Cardinals, coming and, and, and got into it with a guy. That was it. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I didn't take that very well, guys. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm old school about things. You know, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think you need to defend and protect your teammates.
2: It's like with the that Andy Dalton. Yeah,
0: Sorry, yeah. That where you were going? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know.
2: Andy Dalton, know. like how th- that that guy should be like kicked out of football for the rest of the year. Yeah, <laughs> he just lowered. It-
0: I've only seen
1: the clip on Twitter. Was it not a penalty at all, and he's not even – no talk of anything? It's just
0: – it just happened. He'll get, he'll get fined, I'm sure.
2: I think it was penalized at the time because I'm like you. I only saw it after the fact.
0: I thought I saw something
1: that said there wasn't even a flag on the play, but maybe I'm wrong. Regardless, that was vicious. I mean, took his helmet off. He didn't have a clue where he was.
0: I'll and, take you know, it to the next level. If we're in a press box and somebody messes with Drew, you know, you you, you best know that I'm coming. You know right. what I mean?
2: We actually I had that a few. Too. We had that a few years ago.
0: Where yeah, uh, we did.
1: <laughs> I'll I'll throw Larry Vot through a window if he comes after you, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, uh, I, I I don't think that. Like
2: I, I would like to think that it's not because his guys were just like anti-boss man fat guys. But I do worry that there was um, – I, I worry that they had given up on that game pretty early.
1: Especially in a position group that likes to do some chirping, you know, usually they would see an opportunity to get over to that sideline and kind of get into it a little bit. But, I mean, nothing, no effort to mm. get behind boss man.
0: I'm still visualizing you throwing Larry Vaughn through the glass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh uh oh wh- while we're laughing um uh, guys uh I'd, I'd like to talk about uh the biggest joke of the day and that was the broadcast on the sec network
0: oh my god what in
2: you you yeah you got three games to air sec network can you not find like a handful
0: of competent camera guys like there was a vacuum. there had to be a vacuum running in the broadcast room did you what was that annoying noise <sighs> And
2: I, I, we we hear the tin can thing a lot, but like Chuck, it re, it sounded like they were playing the sound through like a 1950s phonograph, and then like shaking up coins or something. It was miserable to hear.
3: That's that new uh, Missouri Tiger cowbell. Then
1: we just need Tom Hart every game to solve this problem.
2: Oh man, it was it was rough. Um, but guys, this week's segment. Is brought to you by Midnight Rooster. And, Drew, your, your beard's looking great. Uh, just,
1: thank you. I'm actually wearing Midnight Rooster pants. I wouldn't here. I'll show you guys. It's a podcast, but there we go. Midnight Rooster right. pants. See how excited I am?
2: Because Midnight Rooster has the best CBD products, uh, not only in Kentucky, but in the world. And it comes from Kentucky. Like, how great is that, Drew?
1: Yeah, you know, in the CBD game, there's, there's a lot of, lot of shady people out there cutting corners and doing some business they shouldn't be doing but midnight rooster all kentucky proud all organic all certified they checked all the boxes they're the ones you can trust and they're a fun group fun cats fans they're probably equally mad that chris rodriguez didn't get the football so check them out m-i-d-n-i-t-e rooster.com promo yep. code drew ksr for 15 percent
2: off oh 15 off well it's good that we've got midnight rooster uh with us because Kentucky fans need it. I think the Kentucky football team is going to need a little bit of that to help them recover after not only the this most recent game, but what they got coming up next week against Georgia. But this week's Midnight Rooster segment is going to provide a little levity to the show. Uh, in my hand right here, I have a, a gift that I received for my birthday. It's 101 dad jokes. So bad. They're good. So I'm just going to randomly flip to a few pages and we can laugh and You'll never believe the first one I turned to, Drew. Let's have it. When's the best time to go to the dentist?
1: No way. That is That's not in the, there.
2: That was the first one I pulled up. Tooth hurty was the first one I pulled up. I couldn't believe oh, it. God. I couldn't believe it.
1: Years from now when they release the Nick Rouse greatest hits, that will be track number one, the tooth hurty joke you love to use.
2: Oh, man. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No. Did it, did it wake him up? It's okay. She was just tired. Oh. <laughs> um, ooh, what does a nosy pepper do? Gets jalapeno business.
3: <laughs> I've never heard that one.
2: Oh, man. Man, these are some gems. Communism jokes aren't funny unless everyone gets them. Oh, use that one at Thanksgiving. Your your crazy uncle I really that that one. Um oh here we go. Um Dad, are you talking to the fish? Yeah, I always like to drop them a line.
1: <laughs> this is this is great.
2: Oh, uh ooh, why did the chicken cross the road? To set poultry in motion, of course.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: Why did it,
1: Why did the chicken run? Hmm. To, to get, get Georgia minus 13 and a half before it moves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that segment was pretty bad, but we thank Midnight Rooster for at least helping us not think about Kentucky football for a moment. Because, you know, it's it's been pretty painful. Saturday's going to be painful. Drew, I saw that total. How far has it dropped?
1: I'm not even sure. What was it? I, I saw the spread. and 47. 47? Yeah.
2: yeah, which feels like 20 too high.
1: Yeah. Uh I I'm not confident Kentucky's going to help much with the total in this game. So I would I would lean under.
2: How many points Chuck do you think you think Kentucky, like what what how many points are you like wow great job offense.
3: Well, is the defense going to have six interceptions?
2: <laughs> it could with Stetson uh Winston Bennett the fourth. Uh,
3: points. See, I'm not giving up on us. Um well, that's that's really
2: the attitude. love about you, Chuck. Yeah.
3: Uh, I can never. I can never. Uh, what What's the weather look like? Are we going to get some rain on Saturday? Hey, where
2: the hell has the rain been? Damn it. Like,
3: come
1: on.
2: Come Let's on, see. Rain. We could use it. I mean.
1: Rain and CJ Con- or Chris Rodriguez uh, carries. Not seen enough of them.
2: I mean, I feel like 10 points is a lot for Kentucky in this game. Like, am i I being that pessimistic but like that missouri defense is nothing to write home about and it was labor to get those 10 points
1: Uh, i i don't want to be mr negative here you know in no means giving up on anything just over a bad weekend i'm still excited about the season but i am not so confident in this coming saturday with points getting on the board it's
2: it's also one of those things too where you like you know what, they beat Tennessee though. There's still time to recover. And then you look at the schedule, and it's, oh Georgia, oh for Al- Alabama. Forgot I mean,
0: they're
2: there. Freddie, we, I think we we said it earlier this year, but holy crap, this ten game all SEC schedule is really hard.
0: It's really hard. I mean, <laughs> there's no room for error. Uh, you know, right now Kentucky could be four and one if you if you think about it, but not sitting at two and three. And and, and I'm like Chuck, I'm not giving up. I'm uh, I'm still on the on on all in. And I think Kentucky matches up better schematically against Georgia than they did Missouri, to be quite honest with you.
2: Really? Now, How, yeah. how, how so, Freddie? Is it just because uh, well, the, the, the Georgia three, or, or yeah? How?
0: I th- yeah, I think Georgia runs that traditional offense, likes to run the ball, has a fullback. Kentucky's equipped to do to to play okay against that, and, and I'm I'm not concerned about the Kentucky defense, to be quite honest with you. Uh, but you know that uh, I was more I was more concerned with Basilak and Roundtree and those receivers, and the letdown you know against Missouri than than I am concerned about Georgia. I mean, I'm not taking anything away. I think Georgia is a really really good team. They're ranked fifth in the country for a reason. But schematically, Kentucky matches up. Athletically, not so much. But schematically, yes.
2: Oh, well, hopefully this game works. The thing is, too, is going into this game, Freddie, you talked about the Missouri game. They were going to be able to throw the kitchen sink. Yeah. Kentucky, let's just get out the hammers and just bust out all the kitchen sinks at Kroger Field and just dump them on that Georgia sideline.
0: Take yeah, our kitchen sinks. When, when Missouri ran the flea flicker, I was like, "Where's Nick Roush right now?" I think I called this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but like, hey, you got nothing to lose if you're UK, and yeah, if nothing else, the most dangerous folks are the ones who have nothing to lose.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I again, I, I mean, I. I think that, that the Kentucky defense can stack up pretty good against the Georgia offense. Uh, uh, it's going to be cur- critical for the defensive linemen to get their hands up if they don't get home on a pass rush because Alabama knocked down, what, six, seven passes? Because Bennett is 5'10", five, 5'11", five, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, uh, George Pickens scares me on the outside, 50-50 ball. I think he is really, really good at that. Uh, so, But, you know, there's no Chubb. There's no Sony Michelle. There's no DeAndre Swift. I mean, they got a they got a bunch of running backs, but they're young, and and good. They're very good. And they may be those guys later on, but you know, right now they're not. Georgia's leading rusher uh, is only averaging 66 yards a game. So, uh, Zamir White, but Karis Jackson, the slot receiver, George Pickens, those those are scary guys. But Kentucky pass defense has played pretty well. What Missouri did, and what which I like. Liked a lot is those receivers went to the sticks, turned around, and caught the ball for the first down. I mean, how many times do we see that, that the Missouri receivers went to the, the the yardage that needs to move the change from third to first down? They got there and got tackled first down, Missouri. That's so how they got 26 furious. tackles or 26 first downs. Yeah.
2: Especially because it's like, hey, they're going to go underneath the zone, just run a bunch of sticks routes, guys. Yeah. Like, Maybe, maybe try to stop that part. I don't know. You, you know how
0: many yards George has given up on the ground per game? Uh, 57. Let's guess. 80.
2: Drew? 64. 65. Wow, Drew. You should go play the lottery.
0: I know my football.
1: I know my UGA football.
2: Hey, <laughs> Charles, is your cat sick? Looks like it's not feline. Well...
3: I was trying to think.
2: Oh man, I got you! Can't believe you fell for that one, Chuck. Can't. Believe I you fell just, on.
3: Bad as it sounds from our performance on Saturday, I thought you. were to say.
2: Yeah, uh, man, that wasn't fun. That it's 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 also just the kind of story of this season so far. How game to game, week to week, just how unpredictable this team is. The defense has been. Uh, you know, really, they they've carried the load and got those two played a huge role in getting those two wins. But the week to week for this team, I thought after three weeks, I didn't know the, the what they were going to produce. But now it's just who knows? Who knows? Um, oh man, it's tough. It's tough. And I, I drew. What really kills me too is I had to, I had to actively. Just I was so bummed out on Saturday that I had to just whatever I could to just not talk about Kentucky football, not think about it on Sunday, just for my own mental health, because it was it was exhausting me.
1: Oh, uh, I woke up and I was so mad. I got in the car and drove to Nashville to find happiness. I went to the to the Titans game. Oh, no. Watched uh watched Benny score on my Titans and uh watched him miss a field goal. So I went to get away from football misery and only found more.
2: Man, Pittsburgh Steelers haven't lost a game since I joined the club. So <laughs> hopped on the bandwagon at the right time. But that is brutal. I mean, how did he what's up with Goskowski? Like, dude can only he bangs fifty yarders, but inside fifty, just like, oh not for me.
1: Said some words you shouldn't say around people uh, at the game. It was a good time. Hey,
2: Benny uh, did score, though. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Um, Benny put a little smiley face on my Instagram picture this morning. I uh, didn't love that. <laughs> we weren't friends yesterday. But uh, that was, I, I obviously didn't want the Steelers to score being a big Titans guy, but it was pretty cool to see Benny score a touchdown. Uh, and it was pretty cool to see him finish a game in that stadium because last time I saw him there – he was politely asked to leave at halftime. So, mm-hmm. Titans lost, but it was good to see Benny.
2: What was it like to go to a NFL game with, like, you know, it being weird?
1: Awesome. I, I mean, beer line, you just go, and they're like, "Hey, finally, someone's here." I mean, bathroom line, go whenever. In and out. Uh, I mean, it didn't get as loud, but it was actually much better than I expected. Huh.
2: Sounds like fun. Maybe, you know, what we just I went get... all
1: the way up to the top. I was as high as you could get, and there was no one anywhere around me. It was pretty, pretty convenient. Nice.
2: Nice.
0: Hey, Maybe Nick. Be... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't mean oh, to no. step over you. Hey, you're fine. You said you was saying something about beer line.
2: Yes. Yeah, I was wondering if they are very long at Kroger Field.
0: <laughs> Let's play a game. You guessed the Georgia statistical ranking on defense.
2: Oh, okay. With the number.
0: All right. Okay. Scoring defense. Where does Georgia rank in the SEC, and how many points per game do they allow? First with
1: 19.
0: It's over with. It's over with. Drew nailed it.
1: I know my UGA football.
0: Holy crap, Drew. Those are good.
1: Complete guesses both times, by the way.
2: <laughs> and that's with an Alabama game, too, to kind of mess with yeah. numbers, too.
0: Total offense allowed. What what do they rank and how many yards per game do they give up?
2: I'm going to say they rank the first at three, 343.
0: Anybody else?
3: I'm going to say
0: second at two. 85. They're in second, 318 yards per game. Mm. Opponent long uh, long rushes. Where do oh, they God. rank? And how many runs of 10-plus yards have they allowed this season? They rank first with 13 10-plus runs.
2: Oh, no. I'm going to say much lower. I'm going to put it at, like, five. Five Drew? runs of 10 yards or more.
0: I'm going with seven. Dang it, Drew wins again. Number one in the SEC is about eight runs of ten plus yards this whole season.
2: Dude, Drew, what is?
1: I don't know.
0: Can I you pick some Keno <laughs>
2: numbers
0: for me or something? What the hell? I'm done. That's it. That's. Well, I I not- could keep going on, but you know, you get the you get the gist of it. Yeah, George is pretty good at defense. Yeah.
2: Guys, I didn't – can we just do last week's show again? Can we talk about Tennessee sucking? I mean, they did lose again, so.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that was fun to watch. You know, it surprised me that Saban put his foot off the gas. I thought he'd run it up big time against uh, Pruitt, but he didn't. That
2: laugh you had Freddie, just cracked me up. Just the oh. – <laughs> 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 Hey, they, they, they covered, though, uh, Ohio State. There was a lot of big numbers covered. The one that surprised me was Syracuse uh, actually playing Clemson well. Yeah. Syracuse is terrible, and somehow that game is closed more times than not. Um, How about
0: the, the Hoosiers beating up on uh, Penn State?
2: Do, Drew, do we have to – what's the company line on hating Indiana? Is it in everything, or is it okay to kind of like be like, hey, good for them in football?
1: You know, I mean, I almost don't even hate them in anything anymore because they – they just, they're falling so far away, I almost forget they're there. So if you want to say good job on a football win like that, uh, uh, by all means, it's within the company guidelines, I think.
2: Okay, good. All right. So fine, Indiana, but we are I'm a Purdue, strictly Purdue man. So uh, suck it, James Franklin. Eat that L, you big loser. Uh, <laughs> if Indiana would have lost too, because they've messed up a squib kick, that would have been hilarious just a comical way to lose a football game. Um but James Franklin hold that L. Uh Iowa hold that L. Uh d- even without Jeff Brom coaching, Brian gets a former walk on and they beat up Iowa. That was awesome. So bowler up and uh while we're at it, uh holy crap, Mike Sanford. Dr- Freddie, what <laughs> That guy just knows how to ruin an offense. Minnesota was, Oh my goodness. They, they couldn't do anything. And it's it's Michigan. Michigan isn't that
0: great, are they? Uh they look like it against Minnesota, but you know, I, I saw the coordinator uh and that's when I texted you about your your guy. And I was thinking, man, I, I don't I don't bet, but if I was gonna bet, I would have bet on Michigan that night. Man,
2: former Western Kentucky coach Mike Sanford, he's failed up everywhere he's been, and now he's He's got Minnesota's offense in his hands, and who did not did not look great Saturday night. Um, can can somebody was anybody watching the Auburn Ole Miss game? Because that kind of no. have you all seen what happened?
1: I saw the I saw the end. I was watching multiple games at once, but I was keeping an eye on it.
2: You because, mean Auburn got a break? Yeah, Auburn Auburn got another break by the officials. And what the hell is going on with the SEC replay? This
0: time, I have it, no idea.
2: It was like a, it it hit because I saw the replay where it was a kickoff, correct, and it clearly he touched it, and the replay didn't overturn it.
1: Uh, I believe you shared this today, but Lane Kiffin seemed to not enjoy how things were explained to him by the SEC.
2: No, he was like, I think that everybody should hear it because I'm not buying it.
1: Yeah, he it. said it's a shame players and fans can't hear what I just heard, but it's against the rules for me to say it. Basically, I think they told him it, he doesn't deserve to know what, what, what went into anything. I don't, I don't know, but he was livid.
2: Auburn keeps catching breaks by the SEC. Hmm. 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 Interesting how that works out. Hmm. 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 <laughs>
1: You gonna, gonna hum until they give Chris Rodriguez those points?
2: I, I'm gonna hum until they just give him the damn ball. Like, I, I've sighed a lot in this podcast as well because we thought Tennessee was the 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 part where you turn things around, and you really get things rolling, and as has happened so many times in my life as a Kentucky football fan, take a couple steps forward, take a few more back, and it just it stinks right now. You know, I I, moving forward, what happens next, your guess is as good as mine at this point. But the offense has to be better. I mean, that's the most duh kind of thing I've ever said in my life. But I remember how bad that offense was at Missouri the last time around, Freddie. And it was twice as bad this time. And that first half against Missouri in 2018, Kentucky had eight first downs and 160 yards. This first half, they had 65 yards and four first downs, and almost all of those yards, half of them, were one A.J. Rose run. Like, the the offensive ineptitude could not have been any worse, and it wasn't even against a good defensive team. That's the part that's so mind-blowing, and I just I don't know how you could just – lay an egg that badly i i I thought the the egg had already been laid this year against one of the egg bowl teams um but i guess i guess i was wrong
0: you know how many tackles missouri had on saturday as a team probably like 25 26 yeah 26 tackles
2: chuck you've just shook your head a lot today
0: i'm excited (laughs) i mean i I am I'm excited to see what they're going to do Saturday. I want to see how they bounce back from that. I guess I'm I'm uh, pretty lonely in my opinion, but I'm fired up about it.
1: I'm still fired up. I'm being negative. I'm just I'm still down. And right now I'm fascinated. You're telling me Yusuf Corker had 18 tackles and Missouri had 26
0: <laughs> as a team.
1: Wow. All right. I want to go back to Nick to beginning of the show where he asked me a stat that blew my mind or whatever. I didn't know that one. So uh, I yeah. want to, I want to sub that in as my answer.
0: <laughs> oh
2: man. Well, uh, what should Kentucky go for Halloween? That's a, uh, there we go. What, what costume do the Wildcats need to wear to upset Georgia?
1: oh that's like an espn chiron thing on on the daily talk shows good job
2: if this was monday night football they would have all of the really bad graphics like i, I would love to see what kind of package Ooh, the offensive house of horrors you know and they would have like all the monsters jumping up and scaring them um uh, hmm so let me answer my own question and say they need to be uh i don't know freddy krueger Ruin their nightmares,
3: the Kansas City Chief offense, baby. That's what they need to be. (laughs) Patrick
2: Mahomes,
3: (laughs) I would
1: love
2: that. Man, how cool was snow football yesterday, Chuck?
3: Awesome, gosh! So, I mean, how many turnovers did the Chiefs have? Uh, plenty. The pit, yeah, the pick six fumble. Have you ever ever played in the snow? No, I, I got asked that yesterday. We played in the second half of the Austin P game. It was like the whole rain that was kind of snow, mm-hmm. pretty much 30 degrees to 35, back to 30. And it was got a little bit of everything. And then we played the Charlotte 49ers, one similar game like that, where it was just.
2: I mean, I love that they're also against the worst teams you played all year too. You've got to go out there in just the most miserable weather.
3: <laughs> and it's all they were all night games. So you just sit in the hotel forever waiting to play Charlotte, who hadn't won a football game in like three years, or they had hadn't even had a football team two years ago, or it was something crazy like that. Wow.
1: Charles, in the cold weather, are you a you know layer up, or are you like the guy that's like, no, nah, just skin. I'm I'm yeah. tough.
3: Skin. Again, baby. I don't wear long sleeves. Hmm. Still, well, you know what I mean.
2: Freddie, what, what did you all have before there was like Under Armour sleeves? Like, did you all just wear <laughs> like final shirts underneath your pads or?
0: Uh, I wore sleeves. So I, I don't know.
2: Like a cotton t shirt kind of deal? Yeah. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. I was about the only one that did, but yeah, I wore sleeves. <laughs> I bet, I
2: bet too that. You, you probably caught a ribbon from some folks, too. Like, a uh, quarterback oh, yeah. got to
0: wear sleeves. Yeah. Well, I mean that's when Joe Montana we used to wear sleeves, and I, I thought it was pretty cool how he did that. But did you know that actually when I played, Kentucky had a summer jersey and a winter jersey. <laughs> Seriously, we did. The we like winter the- jersey had an outline of the number and the summer jersey didn't. Wow.
2: Really? So, the, win- like-
0: the winter jersey was one of those half jerseys. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day. And the winter one, you you could you had to tuck in your britches. And it was uh, it was thicker and didn't have the holes in them. So, yeah.
2: Hmm. I like it. You got your aerodynamic yeah. tear away in the summer. And then the winter, it's just straight.
0: <laughs> yeah. I played yeah. in the snow in high school. I didn't play in snow in college. Hmm. You know, Cumberland's up there in the elevation. So, it got a little colder there than everywhere else.
2: Yeah. Well, turns out, top of mountains, it snows. Um, yeah. Things you learn on the KSR football podcast. Um, Oh man, guys, I just you know, maybe Freddie. I'm at least glad that you've got the right attitude because uh, what I saw from Kentucky on Saturday was about as frustrating as I can remember a football game being. But I'm at least glad that you have the right mentality, and I hope that that mentality is shared within the locker room because if nothing else, like you got to be pissed off after that game to go out and go hit somebody in the mouth. You can't be defeated and deflated by what happened. you you got to do the opposite and, and let it crawl underneath your skin a little bit um, because, as you said, because I think he's actually played Georgia. like They've hung tough with him but just been outgunned. Maybe the, the anger is enough to fuel him to throw the kitchen sink at the dogs and, yeah. and do something crazy on Saturday. Then we'll we'll forget about this Missouri game just like that.
0: Hey Chuck, what'd your teams go against Georgia?
3: 0 oh, and four. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one. Nice. <laughs> did I they tore, really? I, yeah, I guess you
1: did. I tore yeah. a goal goes down. Does that? Can, can I break some mojo?
3: Yeah. So
2: you you're one yeah. and Drew. Good job, Freddie. Where were you against Georgia? Two, two of four. Oh, so that's what you were just wanting us to ask you about the times you beat Georgia.
0: No, I was just trying to get a little punch in on Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: were we were tied my sophomore year, must have been my junior year, tied like 24-24, and then they opened up the second half with a kickoff return touchdown that was kind of downhill after that.
0: Was that- They were ranked, I think. 14, it was close. 11th. I'm sorry. It, it was, was close. It was a,
3: and then we yeah, kind of got deflated right then and there.
2: Was that the game at Kroger? or?
3: Yeah, it was at Kroger because Boom had a couple long touchdowns. And then – I
2: think it was Kirby's first season because Benny had a play on like a third and one, and he like – it looked like he was tackled, and he still somehow got the first down, and mm. they had to tell the KSR crew to be quiet, uh, no cheering in the press box. Because <laughs> um, Greg Sankey was sitting behind us, uh, and so, you know, we weren't looking very professional. Uh, but and but instead of getting all the way to the end zone, he got stopped short, had to kick a field goal to tie it, and then Georgia went down and uh, ended up scoring the, the go-ahead touchdown. Um,
3: yeah, that's when Jeff Bidette kind of had that what oh. Had a 50-yard play for us, and then he kind of threw it to the defender yeah. like Bobby. Mm.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm, I'm sure that play was fun to watch and film. So that was junior year. We should have beaten them. It was actually freshman year when it was, it was closer, and then they took away big time. Yeah. Every time I played between the hedges, it hadn't even been close. But
2: <laughs> Between the hedges is cool, though. That's one of my favorite stadiums to visit, Freddie.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really nice. It's pretty there. Nice city, uh, Athens. I
2: get into a lot of trouble when I go there. I would not have made it through school through four years in, in Athens.
1: I don't know how we, anyone gets schoolwork done there. I've only been one time, and I I couldn't focus on anything I was supposed to be doing.
0: Hmm. hmm. Good to We actually beat them when during Vince Dooley's last game at U.K., he retired that year.
2: Ha! Eat it,
0: They were ranked like tenth or eleventh. We beat them sixteen to ten, and then two years later, back at Commonwealth, uh, we had a two-minute drive, and Doug Pelfrey kicked the field goal to beat them.
2: You're not old enough to play against Herschel. I thought you were pretty old, uh, Freddie. But I guess I
0: am old, but not enough old enough. I played against Emmett now, so but not Herschel or Bo.
2: They gotcha. were before me. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, time, times are. Uh, I what do I say, Drew? How how am I supposed to say
1: this? Welcome back, by the way.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I froze up. You know, uh, computers go. It's it's one of those weeks. Yeah, you, know, you you play like that against Missouri, and Drew, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm not going to let this computer get me down. Just like Kentucky can't let this Missouri game kick them and keep them down for the rest of the year because. They got to bounce back. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They got to get pissed off and play mad against Georgia. Don't get deflated by the defeat. Punch them in the face. Mm. Drew's got
1: That's one thing we've learned about this program over the years with Mark Stoops is when they get down, when they get counted out, you know, they got guys get hurt. Anytime things are looking negative, they, they always seem to respond well and bounce back. So maybe they'll, they'll surprise us and really play well against Georgia and even still win.
0: Drew's guy, Bully McCall, needs to have a big game.
2: Yeah, we need it. I thought I the defensive line did okay against Missouri, too. They made a, a lot of good tackles near the line of scrimmage, yeah. not letting guys get down the field. So uh, I, if, if there's another thing, too, that you want to take solace in – Eddie grant has been at his best when they've kind of had to make a bunch of significant mid-season adjustments. Maybe that time is now. Uh, it, it might be a week too late, um, but you know what? Maybe maybe this week is the week, Chuck, and uh, just when we least expect it, this team turns it around.
3: I said it while you were gone. You know, Stoops always says there's no rocks to hide under, and that's what we got a, a week. This week is Georgia Bulldogs. Strong team as always, and again, how do you respond?
2: Yeah, win. Yeah.
0: Woo! And Kentucky take that- plays good when Cole Kublick's on the sideline, too. Now it's true.
1: And that rock you're talking about, Charles. You take that rock and you give it to Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> Stop trying to do too much. Give the rock to Chris Rodriguez.
2: Oh, see, folks, take. Everybody out there, just we got to remember: give the ball to Rodriguez, and in get to Midnight Rooster. M I D N I T E R O O S T E R. That's how you spell Rooster. And enjoy some of their lovely products using the promo code KSR. And also check out UK Federal Credit Union. They got six locations across Lexington. We appreciate them sponsoring our podcast. We appreciate you all for putting up with this during what was a kind of sad show at times. But Freddie, it's it's it we're 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 changing up this week. Time to 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 power shift out of this crap and into better days for Kentucky football. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go Cats, go Kroger. And peep the technique.